Welcome to Sober Sisters Talk. I'm MG. And I'm Elizabeth Pudwell. Welcome. The speaker series happens once a month. This will be part of our weekly Zoom meeting that happens every Friday night. If you would like to be a part of that meeting, you have to be female. And send us an email at SoberSistersTalk at gmail.com. If you would like to tell your story, please reach out to SoberSistersTalk at gmail.com. We want to have more stories out there in order to help other women. And here's our next speaker. Thanks for listening. Also, we'd love to invite you to a Zoom meeting this Friday night at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. If you're interested, email SoberSistersTalk at gmail.com and we'll send you the meeting information and password. We hope to see you this Friday. Recording. So I'll just brag on Elaine a little bit and just tell a little bit of her story that she's been coming to these meetings for a year, two years maybe. And when she came in, she never spoke. And I, but consistently, she was always there. I would see Elaine. She was there. She never spoke. I don't think Elizabeth even forced her to speak. She just was there. And finally, she just started speaking one day, and it was just like this flower had bloomed. And it was just all about her recovery and her happiness and everything. And it was just like, oh, my God. It was like... You know, it was just it, it was just like watching a miracle happen in real time. So I'm going to shut up and I'm going to turn it over to Elaine. And we are so thrilled to have you tonight. And Elaine, take it away. Oh, thank you, MG. That was beautiful um, and true. I, I came and I was I I never was off camera. I always had my camera on, but I used to try to be invisible. <laughs> and I prayed that nobody would call on me. Please don't call me. And nobody did. And I'm so grateful for that. Because what I did for the however long I've been in here, I think it's about two years, um, I just absorbed every single thing I heard. And this place is like, I always say it's the master class for women. You know, there's so much wisdom here, life experience. People coming for the first time tonight, welcome. You are, this is the place. This is it. This is ground zero for life 101, boy. And um, I'm just going to, I'm nervous. I want to tell you that right off the bat. Um, and it's a great honor to be here. I never thought I'd be speaking at this meeting. I, I, Really, I used to listen to this podcast, and, I, and I'd come here, and I'd listen to And it's really good to see people that were here my first time I came, too, that were here that whole time I was, start, I was new. I appreciate you coming tonight because I would listen to the calmness in, the, in your voices, and I'd be like, oh, my God, because I lived on broken glass, barefoot, bro, you know. I was, like, hopping from one foot to the other, wait, you know. I lived in a state of suspend, suspension, always waiting for that phone or the text or something, you know. And um, honestly, I would hear these people just talking about life calm as could be. And I'd be, God, I want to be like that. I want my, I want to feel like that, you know. And I do now, and I can't believe it, honestly. 
So if you're new and you're just coming, just keep coming. That's all you got to do. Just bring your body to the truth. And um, so the way this normally works is you say how it was, what happened, and how it is now. So I'm just going to briefly go back to how it was because um, just I don't want to like re-traumatize myself because that it was bad. It was bad. And um, just preparing for this, I re-traumatized myself. So I said, I said, okay, I'm just going to like have to just skim the surface a little here. Um, I came to law. I started in SAA, which is Sex Addicts Anonymous, and I found that through OA because I'm a member of Overeaters Anonymous, and I have been for a long time. And one day I got up to tell my story in OA, <clears throat> and I told it a million times because I've been in there a million years. And this one time, I have no idea how this happened. This was like a complete woo-woo out-of-body experience. I said, um, I'm a compulsive reader and my, and I'm, and I'm also addicted to men. I had no idea those words were going to come out of my mouth. I never thought them. I never said them. I never knew, but it flew out. And that particular day, a new, a person who had never been to our meeting before was sitting there, never came back again, but that person was a member of SAA. And I took their number, and one day when I was hanging by a thin thread because my qualifier had not answered my two billion texts that I had sent them that day, I um, called called this person, and they told me about they filled me in on sex addiction, and he might it was a man, uh, and he might have said love addiction, I don't know, but he told me about SAA and offered to take me to a meeting and I did go, it was before COVID. So it was an in-person meeting and it really wasn't for me. It was very difficult, it was mortifying for me to be there. I felt not comfortable at all. But then COVID came right after that, because that was January, COVID started in March and there was, and because I went to that meeting, I met these women and, I, and they took my number, I took their number and they started up a Zoom women's meeting. And I started going to that. And I think they had it like, I don't know, several times a week. And I got um, in with them and I got a sponsor and I worked the steps with a sponsor. And um, uh, and one day, okay, so I'll tell you about a little bit about my qualifier. I, um, was wor I worked in a hotel and um, I didn't work for the hotel, but I was a contracted worker. And um, the head of the department you know, under which I, our contract was held, was my became my qualifier, uh, not right away, but over time. And when COVID came uh, along, the hotel was closed. It was shuttered, locked. And there was nobody in the building except myself and him. Um, and um, I took care of the, I, I was a, I won't go into it because this is being taped. I don't want to like reveal too much, but we didn't, we weren't in the same place. It was a great big, huge place. And he was taking care of one part. And I was taking care of another part. So we didn't really see each other. But um, the way I want to just talk about the, the, her, the way our relationship was. Um, it, it, and I, I use the word relationship very loosely. And I actually wrote this down because um, a friend of mine helped me with this definition, and I'm going to read it out, but then I'll go through it because it's a mouthful. 
it, it was a mind controlling, dominant, submissive power dynamic using abandonment triggers with intermittent reinforcement of physical rewards through sex and attention, resulting in an unbreakable emotional and sexual trauma bond. Okay, that's what I was in. That's not a relationship, man. That's not a relationship. That's an unbreakable trauma bond, you know? It was really, really bad for me. Um, I was like completely under this person's power. At least I thought I was. It felt like I was. When I wasn't with him, when I didn't, you know, just a, a look from him, a, a word would put, would put everything in me right. I was all off until I got that little thing from him, acknowledgement that I, from him, and I'd be all in place again. And when I didn't get it, and he used, um, you know, neglect and abandonment, and like I didn't exist sort of things to um, throw me off balance, to keep me dysregulated, you know, to keep, hold, keep, because I would be all like, all messed up, you know? And, um, and then when, you know, and that was, I didn't know anything about any of this at the time. You know, I was like a, I was like a blind fish, you know, and, uh, just like bumping, you know, across the ocean floor in the dark, you know, just stumbling around trying to, you know, get him to, you know, uh, just pay attention to me to acknowledge my existence, you know? And the only time he did that, you know, like I said, it was intermittent reward. So it was like, I don't know, whenever it was like that, whenever he felt like pulling that string. Um, and then, um, and then what it did, what it, now I learned in this meeting somewhere along the way, I heard, or I might've read it in our literature that if you are raised with neglect and abandonment, which I was, uh, which is a form of abuse. You don't have to be smacked around to be abused. You could be like left somewhere for hours and hours and hours, or you could be left with strangers as your caretakers, or you could be home alone till two, three in the morning. All sorts of the, the if you're raised that way, then abandonment is actually foreplay for you. It's it's like get ready, you know, get ready. You know, uh, and I, and that's, this is all up here and it's unconscious. So you don't know that's what's happening with you, but it's like, okay, that's how it works. There's a long stretch of abandonment and then there's reward, you know, there's this, you know, reward and the reward when it comes, you know, your system's just flooded with these chemicals flooded, you know, your bloodstream. It's just like you took you freebased, you know, uh, eight, you know, cocaine or something, you know, you get the dopamine, you get the oxytocin, you get all those good brain chemicals. And, you know, I felt like a billion, like a, a billion dollars, you know, when I, when he was on his way over, when he, you know, would send me a text or when he was, you know, paying any attention to me and he would pour it on, but then came the withdrawal, you know, he would not do it. And, and I'm that, you know, like, it's totally like drug withdrawal. It's just, you can't, I couldn't, um, um, you know, you don't want to live, 
really, because of the high, the low. I mean, if, if you've been through it, you know what I'm talking about. So I went through that for a long, long time and um, uh, without knowing, without understanding it. And finally, uh, what brought me uh, in was that, um, um, I, let's see, I had a couple of like meltdowns with him. And one time um, I was getting my hair done and the hairdresser knew him because he also, I worked in a place where the, there was a hair salon in this place. And the guy who owned the hair salon knew this guy for a long, long time, but he didn't know that I was, you know, sleeping with him. So he put the color on and, you know, you get like 30, you got to wait 30 minutes for the color, right? So while I was sitting there, I hope no one's a hairdresser here because hairdressers are notorious for talking about whoever their hair they're doing. So he was telling me, I don't know, I would I would try to find things out about my qualifier, like sort of in a, you know, sneaky way. So I would like, I threw his name out there like, oh, blah, blah, blah. And then he just like told me all this stuff about him, which I didn't know, including like that he had a, a wife and kids and all these things that I didn't know. And because the, the first characteristic in this program is we get attached to people without knowing them. I didn't, I knew, I was sleeping with him for a year. I didn't know his last name and, you know, so, um, and I'm not sure he knew my name either. I think I made him say it once. Do you know, what is my name? So like none of that, it was just all not about any of that. I tried to make it into a relationship. This is the fantasy part. I tried to, you know, I was delusional and I would like make up all this like romantic shit, you know, and um, that he was this, he was that, blah, blah, blah. It was all, uh, you know, cotton candy. It was all not real, you know, but I didn't know any of that. So uh, anyway, um, finally, um, <clears throat> at that, I confronted him about what the hairdresser told me and like, he kind of, he went, he went, he went crazy. And um, he like a switch flipped, you know? And um, he th he said I threatened him and his family. No one was gonna threaten him or his job or his family. And he went into like attack mode. And I was like petrified. I was terrified. Cause he was a scary person to start with. I was always attracted to really like scary men. I'll just say that. And um, I just like that feeling of being near all that power. It's like a I, I always like big dogs, you know, I like being, I like being like with powerful, you know, power and thinking that I could like sort of, you know, play with it, you know, but it wasn't a big dog. It was like a lion, you know, and you can't play with them. So, um, he actually, you know, my, I felt like my, um, safety was in, in jeopardy. And um, it was a very bizarre night. It was June of uh, 2020, I remember, because it was, I remember the weather, and, and I was out. I, I had my gardener by trade, and I had this new client. She was waiting for me at the top of her driveway, this beautiful home, biggest, big place. going to be a really big job for me. And I'm on the phone with him in my car, like, having this um, panic attack because he was, threatening me. He was threatening my, um, life. Um, and, uh, I was like terrified and, uh, and the lady was like, wait, coming up. And I was like, just a minute. And I'd be like 
trying, begging him, begging him, a man who's threatening my to, to hurt me, uh, you know, mortally, I'm begging him not to leave me. So that is insanity. But I didn't know that. I didn't know that at the time. So um, I was so scared. And um, that got me back into SAA, like, because that, that's what I told him. I said I would get, he told me I needed help. I said I would get help, you know. And, and that was my reason for going in there was to uh, get help. And um, then I would um, be able, you know, to continue. So um, anyway, that got me in there. And I was in there for a while. But um, I used to play these, like, I used to make these playlists, you know, on my phone of, like, really, um, like, heartbreak music and, like, R&B and, like, you know, country, like, those heartbreak songs. And I was making, like, these playlists so that I you know, and my sponsor in SAA, she said, you need to delete all of those. You need to delete that shit. You are triggering yourself all day long. I was, I didn't know that. So I, so, and you need to listen to pod recovery podcasts, you know? So she told me about Sober Sisters podcasts. And tonight when the email went out and I saw that logo, I was like, had a flashback. I was like, whoa, I remember the first time I saw that logo, the first time I listened to a podcast. And I was at work, and I had the earbuds in, and I was listening, and I listened like hard, and I continued listening. And then I came to, um, I don't even know if I came to a meeting, but here's, here's the really cool thing that happened. Like, God has been with me from day one, but I didn't know. And it was... Um, um, one of those times where I think I had been with him and then I texted him and there's no answer and I'm like hanging by that thread and it's like one in the morning and I sent an email. I remember the podcast had this email, you know, thing and I emailed at like one in the morning and that's one of those times where I, it's like for me, it's like, it's, it just, I don't know if you ever saw this movie, it's called Angel Heart. Angel Heart with uh, De Niro plays Lucifer. This guy named Lucifer. Ha ha, Lucifer. And he's going in this, there's this scene where he's in this elevator and he's going, and the, I forget the guy, but the guy, I guess, who sells his soul to the devil, because that's what it's about. He's in this elevator and they're going down. They're going down. They're taking the elevator all the way down. And I, and that's how it felt that that one in the morning you know, if you, if you ever have, if you've been there, you know what I'm talking about. And I felt that way once before, and that was when I was freebasing, and that was the feeling where my soul is not in my body anymore. I don't. It's cold here. I don't know where we are, but it's fucking cold. It's freezing ass cold, man. And I don't. I never want to be in that elevator again. But I was in that elevator at that time, and I sent that email and wouldn't you know three like i don't know an hour half hour 45 minutes at some point between 1 and 4 a.m somebody answered my email from uh sober sisters mg answered me pulled me in i that thread that freaking thread that last thread is a strong thread let me just tell you you're hanging by a thread and it's your last thread 
pull on that motherfucker and somebody will pull back if you email here. And that's what happened. And then I started coming and really that's what, how it was. I'm not going to go much deeper into that because it's like, you know, um, I want to go into like, let's see how that's how it was. And then that's what happened. I started coming here and SAA was great, but the L part was missing and I'm not a really a sex addict. I was using sex to get love. And who's not a love addict? It's like when I'm in OA and they're talking about I'm a food addict. Who's not a food addict? It's like saying I'm an oxygen addict. Hello? You know, so it's like the love is not the problem, you know? And even the attachment isn't the problem. And I'm just talking for myself. It's who. It's who and what and where and when, you know? It's the five W's. And, um... So, uh, so in the, so here I've been ever since, and I've learned, um, all those things, like the characteristics are my best friends. I, every single one of those, the first one I saw was number 12. That was the first one I identified with that we assign magical qualities. And then we expect them to live up to our fantasies and, you know, we get really, you know, uh, mad when they don't. And that's what I had done. I had made this guy into um, this like super uh, man, you know, this, this, I don't know. I, like I said, I was always attracted to power. And it, it's quite possible because I felt so powerless, you know? I mean, emotionally, I was still that kid that was abandoned, that was left alone, you know? Um, and scared you know i work with kids i know how they are they're terrified if you walk away they don't know you're not coming back they think you're gone forever and they fall they burst into tears you know they cry their hearts out they will not be consoled and that's you know how that's who i was inside so um i i uh, and there was other things too like it's not just one thing wasn't like one thing happened to me and then it created this pattern it's and and then that's true of everybody it was like that thing happened and that thing happened and this and that and then this you know because people humans are very complex and they don't you know go in a straightforward line they you know and that's where all those you know the twists like it says in the big book the twists of personality come in you know we go this way and that way and you know and i was just trying to always survive so um anyway um, I could tell you like that I was attracted to powerful men. I was attracted to angry men. I was attracted to men that were very hurt inside. And I would be the one that would like, you know, love them. And they, I would, they would like, you know, be just so in that. And because really it, I was seeking power too, you know, and that was another thing. That's another thing on that list. That was another thing that I had to really admit is that I use sex to manipulate and control and I had never really you know like realized that I always thought that I'm you know the one the victim but what I had learned because I was a victim as a young woman a young girl and a young you know female um I had been sexually imprinted you know but through assault and rape and um, all sorts of, you know, intimidation and, and all that. And, um, and even the last guy, and I'm a grown woman, but even the last guy, the, my qualifier, he did that 
he intimidated me. He pursued me at work. He kept out, you know, I, you know, I froze. I didn't know how to say no. I didn't know I had the right to say no, you know, and he shocked me and I was like frozen. And I, that's trauma, you know, freeze. I mean, flight, fight, freeze and fawn. And I, I know now I wouldn't do it that way. But at the time I was like, Oh, <laughs> I was all giddy and I was trying to like, you know, kind of like, um, I don't know, just be nice and, and all that. And you can't be nice with a predator, you know, don't be nice to predators, you know, and he was, and he was, you know, cause I got to watch him over time and he did it to, the, to others too. And he had done it to others before me, which is what the hairdresser was saying. Oh, so yes. Yeah, so I didn't realize I was always, you know, demonizing them. You know, like it says in 12, we get mad at them for not living up to our expectations. So I was always demonizing them, but I didn't realize that I was, um, okay. So I had learned, you know, how to like survive with it. Like that became my type, which is crazy, but you know, but only people here will understand how you will be attracted to your, to the person who, you know, um, you know, is actually like the, 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 um, what's that word? Starts with a P persecutor, you know, the person, you know what I mean? Like nobody outside of here will understand that. Like, Oh, but I don't have to like defend that here. You can, it's just a, it's a way of survival. It's the way that, you know, prey survives, you know, and I was preyed upon, um, from a young age. So, um, I froze at that age and I never, you know, so anyway, I'm starting to explain it. You already know what I'm saying. Um, so yeah, so right up to the last, that last guy, you know, I was still unable, you know, to, um, unfreeze when I was in that position and trying to turn that into like, that's what you do. You try to make lemonade. I'm going to turn this into like a, a role. This, this is going to be a normal relation. We're going to go to dinner, you know, we're going to go out dancing. And it's like, Oh my God, I was so delusional. So, um, anyway, uh, I learned all that. So once I was able to look at that characteristic that I have been used, you know, so I would use sex and, I figured, well, we've had sex now, so now we are, you're mine, I'm yours. I was desperate to belong to someone, you know, that's part of the abandonment neglect thing. You are just, you don't belong to anybody. I never belonged kind of to any group. I'd be in a class, nothing, anything. At, at work, I was always kind of, you know, outside. So um, I would get, and uh, so many things I learned here. Um, Another characteristic, it's not um, on that list, but it's a, a characteristic of sex, sex of anorexic. Um, and that is, um, I would save, I didn't, I didn't like talk, I didn't share, you know, like anything in my life with really anyone. But if I had like a lover, you know, I would, I would use, I would just use him. I would try to, I, the only language I had really was sex. And I would try to communicate everything through that, it, you know, and uh, that was the only way I could like talk, you know, like MG said, I didn't talk for a year and a half in here. I, I just had, couldn't, didn't, never found my voice, you know, 
and that's part of my upbringing. I was, you know, not allowed to really, you know, say anything. I just had that very strict upbringing. And um, so anyway, um, um, that, that, that's a thing. I learned that in here that when you, um, you save like everything for that one person and you dump everything on that one person becomes a repository for everything, all your emotions and all your everything, you know, and that's not, that's not uh, good. That's not healthy, you know? Um, so I have to like, there's not a lot of time left. So I just want to wrap up and just say like the way it is now, you could probably sort of tell, but I just am like almost in a state of bliss because I left that job and um, I was, I blocked him. He'll, he'll never, our paths will never cross. Um, I know that. And, um, <clears throat> and I don't live like in a state of suspension anymore. Like, you know, what, cause he would just call me randomly and I had no ability to, to say no ever. I don't, you know, that was, I was powerless over that. And in here I have, um, because of this, this particular meeting, you know, I, I belong, I found people with whom I belong, you know? And um, I have a community, and I have understanding, and um, and I found me because that's really what was missing. <laughs> that's who I was really after. That's like a perfect way to end this to end because I was always looking for me, and a, a lot of my qualifiers had traits that I wanted. I wanted. They seemed like they all had these, you know, lives, and they were busy and they were like they always seemed exciting you know and I wanted so I thought by taking having them I would have that which doesn't work you know so in fact for my birthday someone gave me a mug and it said be you everyone else is taken you know and that's it so in here I really found me and I found you and I found um, a higher power, which I really, like I said, was zero all along, but I wasn't, I didn't know, but he was, he was saving me, saving my life, you know, and led me because I look back and I see like the hand, his, the hand of God on everything, all these sort of coincidences, that guy being in the meeting that one time and this and that, and I could, you know, I could put that all together and it, and so really what I found was myself and um oh i see okay and um and and now i don't have to i don't want to i don't have to you know i'm home really i'm home you know and um and there's no place like it <laughs> so thank you everybody and keep coming if you're new if you're just just come just continue you don't have to talk you don't have to say a word <laughs> just listen oh there goes my time and thank you, anonymous person, MG. <laughs> thank you so, so much, Elaine. That was really, really amazing. I think uh, everyone else can agree that it was um, pretty darn special. That's it for this month's speaker meeting. Stay tuned to Sober Sisters Talk for next month's speaker. Thank you.